Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we come thanking you for this week's podcast and for those who have tuned in. We continue to lift up the Carrington and Farrell families. We pray the blood of Jesus over lung cancer. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of my Lord and my God, Jesus Christ, amen. This week, I lost two more childhood friends, and my podcast is dedicated to Gwendolyn Currington and Tommy Farrell. Last week, I looked at the prophecies surrounding the birth of Jesus. This week, I want to look at the Old Testament prophecies about the ministry of Jesus. Not only did Jesus come to earth to save us from our sins, he also established a profound ministry during his time on earth. Christ's ministry was to destroy the work of the devil. In Genesis 3.15, God's curse on Satan involved turning the friendly exchange between Eve and Satan, who was disguised as the serpent, into total animosity. It reads, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. My Christian comrades, this verse is called the Proto-Evangelium. It establishes how God will redeem his people. God reveals his covenant of grace by promising the Savior, but redemption comes at a price. Blood will have to be shed on the part of Jesus, but the works of Satan will be crushed. Hebrews 9:22, the B part says, Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. My Christian friends, we already have victory over the works of Satan because of the work of Christ on the cross. 1 John 3 and 8 reads, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. The next prophecy of Jesus' ministry is that he will have a sinless, blemish-free life and ministry as commanded in Exodus 12 and 5. The Passover lamb presented in Exodus 12 represents Jesus as our Passover. The lamb had to be without blemish to be worthy of sacrifice, and its blood was placed on the doorpost of the homes of the Israelites. The death angel passed over all the homes in Egypt that had the blood on its post. Hebrews 9 and 14 states, How much more then will the blood of Christ, who, through the eternal Spirit, offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our conscience from the acts that lead to death, so that we may serve the living God? My friends, you and I could not offer ourselves as sacrifices to God for man's sin because of the blemish of our own sins. That's why we need a Savior, for we cannot save ourselves. The next prophecy is that the Messiah will be humble in order to serve mankind. My Christian friends, we live in a what's-in-it-for-me society where consideration is given only to a situation where a positive outcome must be guaranteed, or else it won't get done. And yet Jesus, the King of glory, the creator of the universe, humbled himself by becoming a man in order to serve man. Psalm 8. Verses 5 and 6 proclaims, You have made them a little lower than the angels, 
and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet. Folks, God gave man dominion over his creation, and Jesus temporarily became one of us for the purpose of serving us. There are some who would argue that since Jesus became a man, he was lower than the angels, and so the angels deserve praise. Of course, this is incorrect thinking. So how did Jesus serve mankind? Certainly through the miracles he performed during his earthly ministry, but that was limited to those directly affected by the miracle. Hebrews 2 and 9 says, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. My comrades for Christ, Christ came to die for our sins to correct the evil that Adam brought into the world, which was death. The act of God becoming a man just to serve us is absolutely amazing. The next prophecy about Jesus and his ministry is that he would become a perfect sacrifice as written in Psalm 40 verses 6 through 8 and fulfilled in Hebrews 10 verses 5 through 10. My friends, the Old Testament animal sacrifices could cover sin but could not take away sin. Only a perfect sacrifice could do that and the perfect sacrifice is Jesus. Listen to what David writes in Psalm 40 verses 6 through 8. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ears you have opened, burnt offering and sin offering you did not require. Then I said, Behold, I come in the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is written within my heart. My fellow sufferers, David was not only a shepherd and a king, but he was also a prophet. Jesus came to do the will of God, and he was obedient to death, even to the death on a cross. The prophecy to preach righteousness was forecast by David in Psalm 40 and 9, which says, I have proclaimed the good news of righteousness in the great assembly. Indeed, I do not restrain my lips. O Lord, yourself knows. This will be fulfilled in Matthew 4 and 17. It says, From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Folks, Jesus was a preacher and a teacher who also healed. His message to all was to repent just as John the Baptist preached. In Psalm 78 verses 1 and 2, it was proclaimed that Jesus will speak in parables. It reads, Give ear, O my people, to my law, incline your ears to the word of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable, and I will utter dark sayings of old. My Christian friends, Jesus taught in parables to fulfill the scripture, and it was fulfilled in Matthew 13, verses 34 and 35. Parables are earthly stories with a heavenly meaning, and Jesus used them to help the hearer remember what was taught and to help the hearer study the meaning of what was being taught. Although Jesus taught using parables, they would fall on deaf ears, which is a prophecy of Isaiah in Isaiah 6 verses 9 and 10 and fulfilled in Matthew 13 verses 13 through 15. Another prediction about Jesus is that he would be a stone that caused people to stumble, found in Isaiah 8 and 14 and filled in 1 Peter 2 verses 7 and 8. 
Folks, there is nothing more controversial in mainstream conversation than Jesus Christ. The choice comes down to believing his message or not, believing who he says he is or not, and believing he can save us from our sins or not. People stumble when they pick one belief, but not the whole package. Listen to what Peter writes in 1 Peter 2, verses 7 and 8. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense. They stumble, being disobedient to the word, to which they also were appointed. My Christian companions, the cornerstone is the first block that is set for a building. It provides the base for two walls. In this case, the walls represent Israel and the Gentiles for building the church. Those who decide that there can't just be one way to God will stumble. Those who decide to come to him in their own way will stumble. Those who are depending on mama, daddy, grandparents, and others to get them into heaven will stumble. The beginning of Jesus' ministry was foretold to begin in Galilee in Isaiah 9 verses 1 and 2 and was fulfilled in Matthew 4 verses 12 through 17. Jesus would perform his first miracle in Cana in Galilee as he turned water into wine and his disciples believed in him. Isaiah 11 and 10 says, In that day the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nation will rally to him and his resting place will be glorious. My faithful friends, this prophecy that Jesus would draw the Gentiles to himself was fulfilled in John 12, verses 18 through 21, as Greeks worshiping at a festival requested to see Jesus. The prophecy that Jesus would have a miraculous ministry was told in Isaiah 35, verses 5 and 6, which says, Then will the eyes of the blind be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame will leap like a deer, and the mute tongue shall shout for joy. Water will gush forth from the wilderness and streams in the desert. This prophecy was fulfilled in Matthew 11, verses 2 through 6. The healing ministry attracted large crowds, some to be healed, and some to watch others be healed. When John the Baptist replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of the one calling in the wilderness, make straight the way for the Lord. He was fulfilling Isaiah 46, 3 and 4, which predicted that the Messiah would be preceded by a forerunner. A forerunner is an advance man sent to announce or prepare for the main attraction. The final prophecy for this week is that Jesus will be a gentle redeemer of the Gentiles, found in Isaiah 42, 1-4, and fulfilled in Matthew 12, verses 15 through 21. My comrades for Christ, Matthew's gospel was written by a Jew to the Jews about a Jew. To write about the Gentiles to the Jews would have been an insult. Yet Matthew was only quoting Isaiah. The verses speak of the servant mindset of Jesus. In order to serve, the Spirit was on him, giving him power to heal, to preach, and to teach. Folks, we can ask for that same power to minister to others. Jesus wants to work through you and I. Will you ask him into your life so that you can serve his people? Pray this prayer with me. Father, thank you for your spirit 
that allows your servants to do extraordinary things in the lives of your people. We pray for these things in the name of the King of the Ages, Jesus Christ. Amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer requests as well as your praise reports to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. We'd love to hear from you. Please email us or write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048, or call us at 678-693-2204. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.